Thank you. Right. Are you suggesting that someone's trying to make a real-life sequel? Stab 2? Who'd want to do that? Sequels suck. No. Two in the box! Ready to go! We be fast and they be slow! Wow! A second Super Saiyan? Second in order, perhaps, but by no means in stature. Your fight is with me now. I'll have my revenge and Deathstalker, too. Man, I can't fucking believe this. Another basement, another elevator. How can the same shit happen to the same guy twice? Oh, please, please. By definition alone, they're inferior films. All right. How's it going, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Inside the Sequel. You know what this is. It's the podcast where we talk about sequel movies that do not get enough love or attention that they, they deserve. And on this month's ep- uh, episodes of Inside the Sequel, it seems like it's very sports-related. Mostly because we're talking about the 1982 sequel, a personal favorite sequel of mine. Uh, it's about time we cover one of those in this show. We're talking about the 1982 film Rocky Three. Now, when we fought... You had that eye of the tiger, man, the edge. And now you got to get it back. And the way to get it back is to go back to the beginning. You know what I mean? United Artists and Chartoff Winkler proudly present Rocky Three. Get out of here, will you? The truth is we both started out on the same corner, and I got lucky with my life, and it's driving you nuts. Philadelphia salutes its favorite son, Rocky Balboa. Hey, why don't you tell all these nice folks why you've been ducking me? This guy is a wrecking machine. You know, you've got a big mouth. Why don't you come out and close it, Balboa? Come on. I want to fight this guy. You'll fight him without me. Balboa was a fine champion, but his time has passed. See that look in their eyes, Rock? You gotta get that look back, Rock. I the tiger, come on. I will destroy any man who tries to take what I got. <laughs> I'm gonna torture him. I'm gonna crucify him real bad. For the first time in my life, I'm afraid. Damn, Rod, come on! There's nothing wrong with being afraid. You thought I was tough, this jump will kill you. You wake up after a few years thinking you're a winner, but you're not. There is no tomorrow. You're really a loser. Well, I don't believe it. There is no tomorrow. It's Rocky's greatest challenge to save his honor his marriage, and his manhood against his most devastating and dangerous opponent. I'll bust you up. Go for it. Sylvester Stallone, Talia Shire, Burgess Meredith, Carl Weathers, Burt Young, and introducing Mr. T, Rocky Three. And for today's episode, I'm very excited because we have two special guests. Uh, one I haven't had in a long time, and one I feel like I can't get his name out of my mouth. So I have from the podcast, he's a man that, you know, I don't hate, but I pity the fool and I will destroy any man that will take what I got. And that is Matt Bozo Bledsoe from the film feast. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> hey, Chris, how's it going? I don't know about the Bozo nickname, but uh, I'm happy to be. <laughs> oh, Bozo. I don't want that to stick. I don't want that to stick. <laughs> Bo- Bozo out of love. Bozo out of love. And then, okay. <laughs> and then of course I can't escape from this genre, but I have, the guests I've been looking forward to having on for a long time. I have Ken Walker, Texas Ranger. Ken Walker, how you doing, my man? I'm doing very well. I'm happy to be on talking specifically about a Rocky movie. I've got my punching bag that I now have in my home office in the background here. I got my 3D printed Rocky statue by my side. 
and I am ready to talk Rocky Three. Yeah, I'm excited, guys. Well, uh, first thing for guests to give up visual cues. I'm so glad you all decided to be shirtless with me for this talk, since you know we're all jacked. We all have these six packs, right? Um, yeah. Should we start talking like we're like from the streets of Philadelphia too? Like, come on, you're gonna be punchy. You're gonna be a bo- you're gonna be a boom the whole time. Are we gonna talk like that? Just like uh, you know, yep. Maybe one of us can talk like Rocky, one like Mr. T, and one like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> God. There you go. But boys, I'm so glad to have you on. I'm so excited, mostly because this is a movie that I feel like I know inside and out, but also it's like just to talk about, you know, 80s movies and like Stallone and stuff like that. But before we even get into that, I love to check in. And I know the listeners want to check in. How have you two been doing? What have you two been up to lately? Uh, let's go ahead with Matt. You know, how are things going on the film feast? How was your new year? Any New Year's resolutions for the podcast? <laughs> uh lots of good questions uh first of all of course me and ken have been busy running down the beaches together training for this podcast yep. close-ups uh, on our glistening thighs half go. shirts and short shorts it's very cold out but you know <laughs> we just got to keep in shape we got to keep training uh mm-hmm. so uh i mean as far as film fees uh you know the usual we did our like uh best of episodes we did our top 10 discoveries episode mm-hmm. best of 2022 uh ken was just on for like a random bullshit episode mostly about the movie cats uh which was a fun time um and yeah you know i, I kind of took a little took it light around the holidays but we're getting back into the groove now at new episodes every monday um but yeah i don't know anything in particular to say just you know always fun stuff happening over there with good guests so mm-hmm. You know, the usual. I just can't believe, like, with your your top 10 new discoveries episode, I was like, they still finally have checked this movie out? Like, it took them this long to discover this? <laughs> it's like, oh, my gosh. Like, y'all relate to the freaking Barty. You heard Daniel when I said I hadn't seen Iron Giant until last year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you heard that I, was episode. Like, I was like, no wonder he's always grumpy. No childhood for him. <laughs> <laughs> I deserve that Fire Giant. That was, uh, I don't, I can't wait to see that movie till then. But yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, <laughs> I know there's always stuff to see. There's always new stuff to it's see. It's like, it's like of all the Vin Diesel movies you've seen, you hadn't seen Iron Giant. That's crazy. No, <laughs> no, was messing up for a long time. There you go. And Ken, what about you, man? How's how have things been going for you? Uh, everything's been very good for me. Um, it's so funny. I, I feel like I've mentioned this to Lindsay Wilkins off air, but. I really feel like you you guys, all you guys are sort of like the main cast of Parks and Rec. And I'm like John Ralphio Saperstein, just coming in every now and then and making my impact and then dipping out. Um, I'm not part of the main cast, but I, I make an impact. Or at least I like to think I do. There you go. You see, I think my attachment to Ken is that like for a lot of movies that I watch, I love like those uh, those sub characters, you know, those sub co-stars like like the uh, the Dick Millers, the. Brian Cox, excuse me, like those character oh, actors, yeah. you know, like they're so recognizable, but they're never like the main leads, but they're always like they play a role that's like identifiable with that actor. Mm, that's mm-hmm, Ken mm-hmm. for me. And it's like, that's why I always want him around, <laughs> you know, because it's like I love those people and I would die for those actors in movies. And I'm always like, justice for them, like get them in more stuff, you know, so mm. there well, you thank go. you, Chris. I believe Matt told me, isn't there a documentary about Dick Miller that's titled, hey, it's that guy, the Dick Miller story. I, I think it's called that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's one of those that guy that you're like, oh, it's that guy. But no, people uh, don't know their names. Yeah. Is yeah, it? Is it? <laughs> is it an actual like justice documentary? Is it one of those like, oh, Netflix documentaries? Like, remember this guy? We're going to make a quick buck off of him because that's going to piss me off. <laughs> I know nothing about no, it. I, I think it came out a, a while ago. I think it was not Netflix produced. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, it was hey, made with love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> OK. It's weird because they didn't invite me for that. That's weird. Oh, well. <laughs> 
Uh, but no, boys, I'm too. I'm so excited to have you two on. So it's been a very right. sports centric um, month, and the thing is, you know what's funny? I, I feel like there's people who are like big sports fans. And when it comes to sports movies, they usually have very shitty taste or crappy taste in the sports <laughs> movies. But the people who aren't into sports or don't follow sports as like religiously as like ex high school mm-hmm. athletes <laughs> have great taste in sports movies. And it's like, you know, are you guys like really into that? Like I, when I think of Rocky, it's almost, you know, you forget sometimes, you know, it's a boxing movie. I mean, obviously it's a boxing movie. Like you think about the drama, you think about all these other things. But like in a world where I feel like we're getting so many like sports films, is that like a genre you two like gravitate towards? Or is it something like if I hear good things, I might watch it? Or if it's not like anything like draft day, I don't care about it. Or if it does have Kevin Costner, basically. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Matt, do you um, want to speak to your yeah, taste on that? I was going to say, I, I feel like uh, I'm not usually into sports movies, honestly. Like, And I'm into the ones that probably center more round things that happen in sports than the sport itself. It's kind of like I feel war movies. It's like mm. movies that are like around a war, but not like just all about the battle, like some yeah. of the smaller stuff. Um, I, yeah, boxing's different. I feel like his boxing, I think, is like pretty cinematic. There's some sports I feel like just aren't like cinematic. You know, it's like it's just not made mm. for movies. Um, but I wouldn't I don't like I don't run away from a sports movie. I just don't like gravitate towards them. I don't mm. know. It's like um. I do like draft day. <laughs> I, I knew like, that's the that's I, like the movie like everybody likes. Yeah, it's it's all about the behind the scenes. There's mm-hmm. no like football being played. I like uh, Moneyball, <laughs> which is like about baseball, but behind the scenes of baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and then Rocky's different. I mean, it's just a human drama that gets kind of more ridiculous as they go on with the sequels. But uh, I like that. It's like it's, and I, I, the boxing's good. I feel like I mean, you know. There's a lot of fights in movies, obviously. And this, a boxing is just a staged fight with judges and referees. You know, it's like it's it's very easy to put into a movie. Um, so yeah, I don't. You know, I'm definitely not the biggest sports movie guy, but I I like them well enough. I'll say I'll say that. Okay, Ken. Uh, I'll say so. Sports movies to me, like they're always better when the sport is either like an allegory for something, or if it more is like, you know, be is if it. Or if it sort of takes a back seat to the actual human drama. Rocky is my second favorite movie of all time. And like other sports movies, I, I mean, The Sandlot is great. It's not so much about baseball, but it's about these kids coming of age. Mm-hmm. Uh, Remember the Titans is great. Um, but so, yeah, it's more for me, like when the sport isn't like it is front and center, but it's not so much like what the movie's about. And uh, yeah, I believe Stallone himself said that Rocky is not a sports movie. It's a love story. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I, <clears throat> it's funny. Like when I was growing up, I we watched Rocky a lot. It's just funny because uh, I made the joke. You know, I remember remembering Rocky beat by beat the original. It's a, it's a best picture winner, <laughs> and sometimes when I watch it, I forget it's a best picture winner film. You know, it's not like I mean, you think about movies that won best picture the in the seventies. It, it doesn't feel the same like the godfather or like the french Mm -hmm. connection or annie hall or or anything like that you know it feels very it feels more mainstream yeah it's mainstream it feels like if forrest gump was good and not like so memeable (laughs) you know and and then it's also like i feel like it would have went straight to dvd i don't feel like rocky would be like this (laughs) like big movie i don't know sometimes it's because it's so accessible you know (laughs) i feel like it would be a movie that get like a, a following um or or something i don't know i I, it's just it doesn't 
feel and it's weird because we put the stigma of like an oscar best picture winner right especially in like 2023 where if you know i can barely remember the last two winners of the best picture where it's like (laughs) rocky it's like it's so iconic it doesn't feel like it should be it's just like a movie that had like a great following you know it's got to be one of the more popular mainstream best picture winners of like mm-hmm. it's uh it's an underdog good <laughs> story uh do you guys know what it was up against i just googled this the movies it was up against that year it's an insane taxi, it's a pretty taxi good driver right taxi or was that, driver yeah, network network uh mm-hmm. a movie i never heard called bound for glory but and then one called i mean one called all the president's men another yeah. big movie it's all like, the president's like, men yeah that's a good one that one would have should have been maybe the like quote-unquote oscar movie in like hindsight 2023 because it's like it feels like such a that network for sure, you know. Yeah, I mean, it feels like the more important air quotes uh, that I'm yeah. using there. It movies are Taxi Driver, Network, and All the Presidents Men. But Rocky's like the real mainstream mm-hmm. crowd pleaser. Uh, mm-hmm. so it would have been the, it won. It would have been like the Oscar movie where they try to do two Best Picture winners, where it's like the one that was Best Picture and then like the crowd favorite Best Picture winner, which was basically oh, like the Bohemian Rhapsody <laughs> win, like trophy movie. Oh yeah, that <laughs> idea that they never went through with. So they're gonna have like a fan voted. Favorite yeah. and then an actual best picture when it was yeah. like the stupidest thing they've ever had. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's really dilute the award now. Yeah. Do you remember how stupid we were in 2018? Because it was such a bad <laughs> year for the Academy. Like they just picked every wrong thing. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Uh, 2018. Oh my gosh. Also, can you can imagine a world like if like Taxi Driver had won best picture? I feel like the Sigma movement would be like so normalized. It would be such an ostracized group. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I just watched your whole video on the Sigma, the Sigma movies, oh, okay. and I was I learned so much. Good, good. Like, we try to educate on the channel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Taxi Driver is like one of the original, I think. Uh, yeah, Sigma I, films. That... I feel like everyone can identify as Travis Binkle between the ages of eighteen all the way to thirty-five, right? I I hope not. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was thinking no. like I did not. Oh wait, so he... after. 13-year-old Jodie Foster. Oh, oh, oh there you yeah, go. I forgot about that part. Was I, he lusting yeah. or was he trying to protect? That's the big question. Both? Both? <laughs> well, I was going to say, I was going to say there was a one significant oh, person oh. who identified with that, oh. who tried to assassinate a president. Jesus. Yeah. Okay, is wow. the Sigma movement, like, problematic? Is that what you're trying to say, it, it might don't be. Say. Oh, it might be. <laughs> you don't say. Oh, oh, is, now, here's a question. Would Rocky be alpha or sigma i mean he was walking a 14 year old home and talking about not being you know a, a person a girl who hangs out with a bunch of boys at night <laughs> that, that you know also like in the original rocky the way him and talia shire act towards each other would that be acceptable in 2023 i don't know so that's the one thing everyone calls out from the first rocky is being like kind of the one I, issue that's a questionable, little problematic questionable, yeah, a little so. weird but I don't know. He. I, I think I, because oh. we know the character and we know who, where his heart is, yeah. and who he is. Right. I think it's easier for us to understand. Yeah, I was gonna say like we know he's a good person at heart, so just that was just weird. I think, but it wasn't yeah. like we know he's not like a scumbag. Especially <laughs> we have like many more movies afterwards to understand the character, and they end up together, so it yeah. all worked out. <laughs> also, the thing I, I want to point out. <laughs> also, the thing I want to point out about like I just think it's so crazy that like in the Rocky universe where the first two movies are so grounded in reality and the first one's an Academy Award winner, in this same universe, eventually Rocky owns a robot, and, like an, an artificially intelligent robot. One of the most iconic cinematic robots, yeah. mind you. Possibly, yes. also possibly a sex robot for Polly. Question. 
I mean, it sure seems that way. Kurt Young was living in 2050, whatever, right now with that robot. Like he had his, Mm -hmm. he had that big brain energy. Yeah. Also, always so mad in three, and then he gives him a sex robot in four. It's like, what are you mad about now? I gave you this robot. (laughs) Exactly. Because in three, which we're going to talk about, Paulie's complaining you didn't do anything for him. That's true. That that's a great avenue because I love how Rocky three. Okay, first of all, I love how the Rocky movies they start out with the intro of like. Be, like getting you back on track of like what you missed from the last movie. A nice little recap, yeah. Right, because it's like these were there was like two years in between each one, I think. Um, because this first one was seventy six, and then seventy eight, and then eighty two, so three years I think between two and three. Um, mm-hmm. so like fills you back in. So it's like, oh, of course you're gonna go rewatch the the previous one to get caught up. But just in case you did it, it lets you get to the climax of the movie. Um, I think it's awesome. Um, how it does that because. I forgot what the point I was going to make with it. Jeez. Oh, it shows you like the high, but then it leads into like the immediate problems of like Polly and Rocky and you see all his success and stuff like that. I think that's a great like snap to like a conflict that's going on because like for the first last two movies, like Polly's been there, but like, you know, Polly's not a good guy. He's not like a great friend, you know, no, and it's no, like, no. but like the relationship <laughs> is never really like that much touched on, you know, I mean, it adds to the human drama, but like, I feel like Rocky three is like, let's take care of this Polly issue right off the get go. And like, let that mm-hmm. be like the tone for the rest of this movie Um, that I felt like the first two movies kind of missed out on, you know what I mean? Cause I felt like the, it wasn't like Rocky and Polly that much in the first two. It was more like Rocky and Gazo. You know, like mm-hmm. that kind of dealing with that more than anything else. So I like to talk about Rocky three to start. I really appreciate how they one do the recast, but then two, they go straight to like, okay, here's our main character that we've been following the last two movies and how we're rooting for him. Now let's see it from the perspective of someone else. that's not an opponent, but someone who's been by their side. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. I, I think I texted her called Ken like pretty quickly watching Rocky three. And I was like, man, Paulie's a real piece of shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So ungrateful. Uh, and then I mm-hmm. forgot. Later on in the movie, he's just outwardly racist when they yes. go to uh, Apollo's <laughs> mm-hmm. gym. And I'm like, Jesus. Yep. Like, uh, I was like, do they want me to hate this guy? <laughs> like, um, and yeah, I just, oh my God. Beginning when he's just whining about like, and it's like kind of creepy. I think he was also a little creepy towards his own sister. Like he was a little too like possessive of his own sister. Mm-hmm. Like it's like mm-hmm. a little weird. And it's like, like doesn't he say, I gave you my sister? Yeah. It's yeah. Weird. Uh, I know it's like an older mindset but still it's like it's still weird and uh i'm like what this man's doing good stuff for you like what do you want like he's giving you money like um i think ken you pointed out though it's like he hadn't done much for him yet but he eventually would put him on this team but it's like yeah because i think know. i think paulie points out he's just like all he did was like give him a watch which i mean first of all rocky doesn't really owe you anything which right. <laughs> which i also do love that line where like paulie says you owe me uh friends owe," and rocky says friends don't know they do because they want to do Mm-hmm. yeah yeah just Paul, oh, that really i forgot how shitty paulie was when i watched this movie <laughs> yeah burt young is I, I feel like i've seen him in a couple other movies one of the main ones was once upon a time in america uh by sergio leone no i haven't seen once upon a time in the west you know miss me with watching a fucking western uh but <laughs> i burt young just happens to always play like a, a scumbag and in once upon a time in america he he plays a scumbag in that movie too um he just seems to gravitate towards that role <laughs> yeah. it's, I, I don't know he's probably a very nice man in real life i think he's still alive isn't he yeah you know he's uh, yeah. looked 
45 to 50 for like 50 years. So I don't know, like, I don't know how he's still going, but um, yeah. It's... I think when I, Matt, I think when I was most recently watching the first Rocky, I like looked it up and I think I messaged you, how old do you think Burt Young is in the first Rocky? And you said like 45. And I think I said he's like in his early 30s in that oh. movie. Wow. My God. It, it reminds me, it reminds me of Abe Vigoda. Abe Vigoda looks so old in the first Godfather. And then he didn't die until like 2018. <laughs> guys were just built different then they were built different in the 70s they were like living in smoky rooms drinking bourbon all the time that's why uh, vices are good boys because it prolongs your health and how you look i was starting to think i was like man why do i even try to take care of myself at all burt young's still alive <laughs> it's like <laughs> he's looked this way for like 50 years we've like, said people back then aged so hard like they lived on a Diet of cigars and bacon grease. <laughs> and needles, make... right? Pointing out to oh. Philadelphia. <laughs> Shout out to Philadelphia. Just so everyone could know, like, you've all, all three of us have been to Philly then, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, we know the city, you know, like, that's our town. Like, the three of us, Philly's yeah. are, are, you know, it's, it's, it's our boys. town. Yeah. We're Philly boys. Like, Big Philly know, boys. Before people call us out, we've seen the Rocky statue. We get up the stairs. We've done our thing. Yeah. Just so everyone knows. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Follow to go. <laughs> yes. Um, oh. So something I want to bring up before uh, before the whole Polly situation happens in the movie. I just love that opening montage of like Rocky's success. And I pointed out to Matt, I don't get how in the second movie he can't read off cue cards. But apparently now that he's gotten hit in the head even more. Now he's able to do these MasterCard commercials and hang out, do scripts with the Muppets. <laughs> oh, Shout out to that Muppets cameo. I love yeah. that Muppets uh, show cameo quickly. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Like, it's uh, it's a weird inconsistency that he, like, has. That's a whole subplot of two, right? That is, like, mm-hmm. he just can't really mm-hmm. read. And then three, he's, like, he's doing fine. He's like, yeah, I can read now. They Wait, just, Matt, have he, I? He got hit just right in the head. You got yes, that's, just... <laughs> that's my very flawed theory. Is like he's getting hit, so his brain like reconnects in the right way. And he's, it's like boom. Now I know math. Boom. Now I can read. <laughs> it's like I think that's a Simpsons episode where like they fall and he's like, oh no, yes. now I forgot math or something like yeah. that. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was no, yeah. Now I don't know math. I think it I, was I, I still... Chief Wiggum's kid, right? It, yeah, it yeah, was Ralph Wiggum. Yeah, Ralph. he. Uh... And he gets hit or something. He's like, now I don't know math. Like, <laughs> Classic. Oh, we're showing your age now because we're referencing The Simpsons on this podcast. I mean, it's still on. Yeah. So who knows? I wait for a be... Simpsons 2 movie so that I can cover it on here. Jeez. Maybe one day. Maybe, Maybe I'll wrap the day. show up. It's weird how we got a Simpsons movie, but never a King of the Hill movie. Yeah. No, yeah. I was and surprised. And a Bob's Burgers that... movie. Yeah. Yeah. Bob's Burgers movie. <laughs> I was surprised South Park, like before any of them, when it was like the youngster, it got its theatrical movie before any of them <laughs> two yeah. years in they had a movie yeah there i don't you know, know. Yeah. i think because they made the movie themselves like they kind of forced their way into a movie <laughs> yeah and paramount was just like yeah we'll do this we'll put this out uh so you know speaking about rocky 2 i know we're we're gonna be talking about rocky 3 specifically um but like just rocky as a whole you know i love that first movie but i feel like you know, I don't know. What's the consensus with Rocky? Do people like like that there are a lot of sequels to it? Or do they think it's like one of those things where it's like the more sequels that come out, it kind of diminishes the first movie? You know what I mean? The whole like Rocky Four effect, which is funny because people <laughs> criticize Rocky Four, But like I remember growing up until like age 11 or 12, like every New Year's, we would watch Rocky Four and stay up till midnight because I mean, or it was like a Christmas, New Year's kind of movie, you know, that's just oh, what yeah. we did. 
I, I've heard I've heard the arguments both ways. Like I've heard the argument saying like three and four get two over the top and they kind of diminish how grounded the first Rocky is. Uh, and then I, but I felt people feel like they love the sequels up to part five. And I feel yeah. like when I was growing up, the consensus was like, oh, part five is just not good. Or right. at least it's not as good as the other ones. Um, mm -hmm. And which I kind of agree with. Because yeah. I didn't watch all any of the Rocky movies till like 10 years ago. And wow. they all popped up on like, yeah, on like Netflix streaming back when like that was still That's felt crazy. like a novel thing. That was <laughs> back when Netflix had everything. Like <laughs> yeah, they had everything. a lot more stuff and they had all the Rocky movies. And I was like, I should finally watch these. I got really into it and I was watching all of them and like really I two surprised me because I thought two was me like a retread of the first one, but I think it's really good on its own. Mm -hmm. Uh three and four, great. I got to five and I was like, oh yeah, five, you are kind of a <laughs> letdown. It's just kind of like a and then I like Rocky Balboa more than five. Like I thought it rebounds. Mm -hmm. Like the Creed movies. I and five's not even that bad. Five's just like bad by comparison, I think. It's just yeah. the weakest. <laughs> I'll it's say the of the series, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll say the first Rocky stands above the rest for me, absolutely. Okay. But none of them let me down. Even five, it being the weakest, I still have a soft spot for. I love that street fight at the end. Yeah. But, um, I was just gonna say they're all incredibly formulaic, mm -hmm. but well, yeah. I I can't help. I'm a sucker for them. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm kind of the I'm in the camp where I'm a sucker for them. And with five, I think it's mostly my biggest problem with five is the excuse to how we get to where we're at in five, you know? And I know that'll oh. be just a coverage of like five at some later point eventually, because I'm a schmuck that way. Uh, we'll get to, five, <laughs> you know, you know, next year we'll, we'll get you on for five. We'll do all the odd numbered sequel movies of the Rocky franchise, uh, <laughs> but uh, Rocky five, it's just like, yeah, the, the call to action and conflict is like Polly made a weird deal. And as a kid, I could never comprehend why that's bad, you know, like yeah. why they're, so it's like, Oh, okay, whatever. Now he's back to being poor, whatever. Um, yeah. In hindsight, site that doesn't make sense and uh it was also the first pg-13 one as well because mm -hmm. you see the giant tits in that movie on the drawing, <laughs> the drawing yeah yeah um <laughs> which was a weird like change of pace for that for the franchise but yeah all of them i really enjoyed i if anything my <laughs> biggest problem was rocky balboa but then the more i watch that one I, i'm kind of like I do kind of enjoy it, but it, it feels weird. <laughs> you know, it feels like five is detached and replaced with Rocky Balboa. And then mm. with the Creed <laughs> yeah. movies, I kind of forget about Rocky because I like those movies. Um, but yeah, I'm at the camp. Like, I think the sequels, I think, just make the the franchise as a whole just better. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. It kind of makes me wish Stel Stallone just made franchise out of all the movies he made. Like, could you imagine if he got like three over the top movies or like three hot shots or like three different um i'm blanking cobra movies you know like that'd be freaking cool like oh my god Stallone i wish just we had like three cobra movies did, yeah like, did cliffhanger get a sequel did it no don't no. i was gonna it? say ken don't tease me like that because i'm <laughs> back on here it should have it made a lot of money i, I think because the studio went bankrupt after the words but okay. <laughs> uh uh no Judge Dredd sequel from him. There's a Judge Dredd without him, but uh, right, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, but he, I mean, he has Rambo and Rocky. They have mm -hmm. two major franchises like oh, that. Oh, the Expendables. Pretty... The Expendables. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that counts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Don't give me that little smirk. Like, oh, I guess. Because <laughs> I, 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 I didn't want to put up with Rocky and Rambo. Matt, I didn't want to put a up. Commitment off recording. Were you going to be on for Expendables three? <laughs> oh, jeez. Don't get. I love two. Give me up for two. Uh, three is like oof. And see, four's coming out at some uh, point. See, Ken, that's mm -hmm. how I rope Matt back into another episode. I just, I just say it out loud to the mic, and he's like, "Oh, I yeah. guess I'll do it." Yeah, exactly. You baselessly claimed that he agreed to this, and right? Now right. It's all recording. I feel like I have to do I'm it. like a car salesman on this pod because I sucker bait switch guests <laughs> to come back on. <laughs> can now? Can I make a? This might be a really hot take that uh -oh. if I was to rank the Rocky movies, 
Oh God! <laughs> Not in terms of quality necessarily. In terms of how much I enjoy them. Yeah. My personal favorites. I'd go Rocky Three is my favorite. Yeah. Then Rocky Four. Then mm-hmm. the first Rocky. That's I, it. I, I you know, just I, stop I, after I, that. I, I stop after that. I, 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 I can keep going. I was the shocking part was only Rocky below those two. Then I'd go Rocky two. Then I'd okay. go Balboa. Then I'd go five. I would do Creed probably separately. If I had to throw Creed in there, it'd be a whole different. You know what's funny? Thing. I kind of want to write that down to hold you accountable on that, Matt. What about you, Matt? Uh, Ken, let's hear yours. Uh, okay, hold on. It's actually funny. I wrote a Medium article about this like years ago. Oh, oh wow. Weird how it's not on his letterbox. I could just quickly stalk that and see. If oh you wait, go to it me. is on my letterbox. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just pull that up. That'll be much easier. <laughs> While he's waiting, I would probably say mine goes three, two, one, four, uh, Balboa, and then five. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to throw the creeds into mine because in my letterbox ranking, I have them in there. Oh, that Um, just changes everything. (laughs) Well, I'm sorry. I'm throwing them in. Uh, You know what? I'll leave. I'll leave Creed off. Uh, So for me, last place is I'm going backwards to build the tension uh last place is five uh then uh four then three (laughs) i'm really basic here uh then two then rocky balboa is actually my second weird i love rocky balboa i love that speech he gives to his son is like so inspiring to me and i just it, it it really captures the underdog attitude of the first one like in that the first one is just this little local guy who gets a shot this one is about like a has-been who has a chance to, you know, vindicate himself. And then, of course, number one, you can't avoid it. It's the first one. Yeah. You just really like the Mason the Line Dixon character, right? You know, let me say, Antonio Tarver is not a great actor. But um, I will also say that character is a lot more grounded than most of the villains, or villains, antagonists, even Mm -hmm. more so than Apollo Creed. Yeah. I When I think about Balboa, like the good stuff in that, it's always like, it's the Mason, the line Dixon stuff. Cause he's not really a bad guy, you know, he's like, yeah. just, he just happens to be the heavyweight champion. Yeah. And I love that moment where he's talking with Rocky and he's just like, listen, no reason for either of us to get hurt here. Don't try to cheap shot me. We'll get through this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's usually the kind of conversation Matt and I have before recording on each other's podcasts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hurt me. We're going to get through this. <laughs> You know what's funny? Um, Ken and I have four almost kind of similar, and then Matt has it pretty high. To be clear, I don't want people to think I don't like four. It's just like I've watched four so many times, it's almost diluted because mm. I, wa- I decided to watch the other ones. I feel like there is a camp, though, when we talk about Rocky movies in the franchise, that people love or hate four, it seems like. And I don't know why. Yeah. Because I think I, I think it. for some people, that's like the, the breaking point of the whole series. Yeah, because like, exactly. it's like it goes so far over the top and being kind of ridiculous <laughs> like mm-hmm. like the villain is very over the top yeah. i mean mr t's over the top too so i don't you know oh is uh, he like, is he i mean I a think, little a little bit I think yeah glover's kind of a badass oh i mean i love i love him but i was telling ken i think or somebody else mm-hmm. like he's he's kind of a one-note villain we know nothing about him yeah. you know abs uh, he, he comes out of nowhere he has no backstory he seems to only be obsessed with fighting like we don't nothing he's not a fleshed out character but i uh, love that mr t plays it like he's gonna kill somebody i'm a i'm biased because i i'm from chicago i'm i live in chicago and he's from chicago so i'm kind of biased i'm rooting for clubber most of the movie but yeah (laughs) (laughs) um i'll say this about four it's it's so removed from all of them even five just because it's the only one that doesn't have the original rocky theme in it vince Mm -hmm. decola did the score um oh yeah but still has great songs 
Yes. Oh, hearts <laughs> on fire. Montage, yeah. Hearts on fire. I love more than I the tiger. Yeah. Whenever I want to te- like annoy somebody, I'll randomly just go hearts on fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, um, um, yeah, it's weird that four is like the most removed, but like you can't watch five without four because yeah. like the whole brain damage, the brain damage, yeah. Thing. Um, which it's funny, like it's at that point they finally recognize. Oh wait, brain right. trauma and damage is a big thing in boxing. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah, finally at this point, yeah. I feel yeah. like four. I think a lot. I, 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 my, my conspiracy theory among a, bu- a bunch of others in film. I feel like four was universally loved until ESPN, like a few years ago, made that mock like commercial about where people on actual espn were talking about rocky four like it was a real event that happened oh, wasn't that a college humor thing yeah it was a college humor thing it, it became oh. real popular on the internet and i think once people yeah. like were like oh now the mainstream is talking about rocky four like this it's not cool to like rocky four anymore and i felt like that's where <laughs> the camps got divided that's my conspiracy theory yeah <laughs> just um, like how just like hollywood like didn't want tax driver to win because they knew that the sigma movement would be too strong to contain <laughs> in the do the next millennia i'm convinced wow, they really they were thinking ahead they, <laughs> they were, were like, yeah <laughs> they're like look we're about 40 40 or 50 years ahead on this but yeah I'm exactly this happening guys yeah um, exactly <laughs> no um let me just say Amazing. so one last thing about Rocky Four. I know we got to jump into three here, but oh. I want to say <laughs> Ivan Ivan Drago. I think is a great follow villain to Clever Lang because we we sort of replace this cocky loudmouth with this just stoic machine of a man mm-hmm. who is just like a tool of like the Soviet government. Yeah. Also, it's like the first two the first two encounters for Rocky was like this like lightweight speed fighter and then the next two fighters are huge heavyweight monsters yeah. one natural oh, yeah. and one unnatural yeah also chris one last thing uh did yeah. you um <laughs> matt and i went to go see it did you see the director's cut of rocky four oh no i did i remember there was a big deal about that when it first came out um and i remember that was like a big thing and i was just at that point i took the stance of the traditionalist where i'm just like watching the original instead it's it was fine i, I thought they changed it was like I don't know. It changed some stuff. It adds some more backstory. I think about Apollo talking about taking the fight. Like, should he even take the fight? Yeah, and... there's a lot of footage that we didn't originally see. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, all the story beats are still the same. Right, uh, the, yeah. The greatest sin that Matt and I agree is the most horrible thing they did. They cut the robot out entirely. No way! That's a yeah. part of the <laughs> I love how outraged you are. Yeah. That was like, it's kind of fun. I know. Because, he, and also, without the robot... robot. And without the robot, there's not much Polly. There really is. He's kind of like diminished. Yeah, like I yeah. think three is like his last beat. With the robot. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe I just, I'm upset yeah. like a racist to get much of a platform in the sequel. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> but the ro- we're upset for the robot. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. the robot. It's the robot we're upset about. <laughs> he, yeah, but Sloan just family hates the robot. And everyone else loves the robot. And uh, he, I remember he cut that out. It felt like a project he did when he got bored during COVID, it sounded like, because there was a little, like, making of documentary where it seemed like he was just, like, in this office for, like, months and months, like, recutting for. Um, I don't really... Now that I've seen both, I don't see any reason to stop watching the original cut. Yeah, like, I'm sticking with the original. Yeah, yeah the director's cut's fine. <laughs> I, I was worried to cut the montages, because it's not like he was going to change did. all this stuff. He didn't cut, so I, I don't get what he was doing, but, you know, it's fine. It's But I would stick with the original. But Honestly, I think he had... 
I honestly think he had a vendetta against that robot and he just wanted it out. I think he did. <laughs> he just saw the memes. It was like, I can't have my movie memed anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No also, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to keep talking about 4 here, but... I don't know um, when do we'll you... get a chance to talk about 4 again, to be honest with you, Ken. So this might be the Okay, time. good. Okay, so do you guys know the story of how Stallone came across that robot, apparently? Uh... I thought in the 80s, just robots were a thing, to be honest. Like the Star they Wars effect. Everywhere. I thought so, it was like the Star Wars effect. They were roaming the streets. People just found them. <laughs> so apparently that robot is like, of course, it's not as as advanced as it's, as it's portrayed in the movie. But apparently it's like a tool to help kids who are developmentally disabled. And Sylvester Stallone's one son, uh, I think Sergio Stallone, is apparently is severely autistic. Wow. And he brought that he got that robot and it sort of helped his son. And he's just like, you know what? I'm putting you in a movie. Wow, that is insane. <laughs> yeah. It makes people who make fun of that robot feel like pieces of shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Stallone, you owe that robot a lot. That really, that's true. insane. It's true. It's weird. I wonder, because I remember when Four was coming out, I remember thinking, like, was there other director's cuts, like, of the other Rocky movies, or why did they focus on Four? Just, yeah, I don't know, just Four. I don't know why. Mm. Like, I, I think it's the robot. I really think Ken's on it. So. Like... You know what's crazy? There was a game, um, especially in, like, you know, a post-Last of Us TV show that just came out, so I feel like games finally are getting more of, like, a relevance in, like, mediums. Um there was a video game, uh, just the Rocky Balboa video game that was on PlayStation 2. And when you played the sequel video game, Rocky Legends, you yep. actually got to play the protagonist of Rocky, Apollo, Clubber, and Ivan. And you Not Tommy and, Gunn, though. But not Tommy Gunn, yeah, which was weird. <laughs> but like all of them were canon or official canon, except for Ivan Drago's um, story. Because at the end of the game, when you play as of Ivan Drago, you beat rocky balboa which is obviously against the canon but <laughs> to fit with ours three apollo or clubber lang is actually um incarcerated at in cook county prison which is like you know not that far from where my apartment is right now <laughs> actually that's <laughs> matt, little... i told you about that didn't i ah uh, did you i don't know I, I told matt about the game rocky legends oh i don't know did matt i know you love that game yeah <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. I do play a lot of games. I never oh. played the Rocky game, though. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's interesting. I didn't know that, Matt. That's good to know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember playing these games growing up. And like, I remember like these weird backstories of these characters and like the Drago and Clubber Lang ones were always the more interesting ones because the Apollo mm -hmm. Creed ones, they're very like, I don't know. It, it goes without saying, like, obviously, this guy is like the best ever. Like, he's like the Michael Jordan of this universe until he's beaten by Rocky, which makes it part two be feel so incredibly big um but i always find it interesting where like we said at the beginning of the episode where clubber lang kind of just shows up but if you like you play those games you get those backstories it makes sense why he's so pissy and so upset it's like this guy was incarcerated i don't know if the game tells you completely why he was but he was doing fights inside the prison which i could believe in the 70s and 80s and then he gets out <laughs> has potential obviously trying to get back on his feet well what did rocky do to get on his feet he was a fighter like you know and he had the talent obviously and if you see like this you know this white small guy who you know seems to be like having the golden apple you know mm -hmm. of course you're gonna feel like pissy um yeah and that's why i like clubber like because i feel like there's a lot beneath the surface of his character that they don't really mention and that's what i think rocky three is my favorite is like he gets so many different themes i, I don't know it's a movie where you see you, like there's always an overarching theme in one movie but i feel like whenever i watch rocky three there's so much stuff that's going on like it's things about like masculinity what type of things are masculinity things about trauma and how do you cope with trauma mm -hmm. you know 
things about like, you know, you know, never forgetting who you are, but also like not getting lost in like the success that you have. And like, you know, also like the family dynamics, friendship dynamics, um, societal pressures. Like there's so many different themes of Rocky three. And I think that's why I really enjoy it because even though you get all those really important points, you still get a very entertaining and very well choreographed film. Um, yeah. I think my favorite fight scenes, and I feel like what's funny about Rocky, you can watch it two different ways. Cause I used to do this as a kid. You could watch the movie as like the drama story, or you could watch it as like just watching all the fights and you, you'll yeah. be equally satisfied, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and as an adult, when you watch them just and binge them, it's like, oh, this human drama, human condition stuff is really good. But damn, the fight scenes are so good at the same <laughs> yeah. time. And Rocky is my favorite because you get two of them that are amazing. Yeah. Also, uh, Rocky Three is the only one, unless you count the street fight from Rocky Five, is the only one where you see the full final fight in its entirety. Yeah. It's not broken up into a montage because it's just three rounds. Right. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, you know why I was telling? I I think three is my favorite because I feel like three still has like one foot planted in the like more realistic parts of yep. one and two, but mm-hmm. it has another foot planted <clears throat> toward kind of the craziness of Rocky Four because <laughs> yeah. I feel like it. It's it almost feels like when Mickey dies, that's like the point where the movie yeah. like that that's like that's the thing holding on to like kind of the more realism of one and two, and then like hanging out with Apollo and all the training montages feels like like four a little bit. And um I get the best of both worlds, I feel like. It's mm-hmm. like I get like the gritty realism of one and two mixed with like the bombastic stuff of four. <laughs> and it's right. like mm-hmm. uh yeah, I just feel like it gives me everything I want in a Rocky movie. And it moves super well like i was watching it again i've seen it a few times but like yeah because there, there's so much going on like you said like it's all these like different like any no there's no boring parts at all it's just like okay now he's gonna fight friggin' hulk hogan and then <laughs> would you even, <laughs> even talk about that could be a whole episode like, <laughs> um mr t super entertaining um the stuff with mickey is like heartbreaking though right. oh my god like when mickey dies in three it is mm-hmm. painful and the way stallone plays that so well like that's the part that makes you really sad. It's like so someone plays that like almost like a kid mm-hmm. who's yep. like uh like uh losing a parent or something. Like uh it's heartbreaking. I was like, man, so this really gives me everything I want. I'm cheering, I'm sad, I was like, uh like I love the montage stuff, it's ridiculous, but it's so much fun. Um I love that him and Apollo start their friendship in this one. Yeah. Yep. That's probably like some I don't I, I do it does really kill me that he dies in four. Like, Mickey's yeah. old. I get it. But but Apollo should not be dead in four. No. <laughs> like, yeah. kind of wish they went the route of, like, in four, like, Apollo got, like, put into a brief coma or something else happened. I mean, it he... could it could be, like, the guy, the friend in uh, in Bloodsport. You know, not killed, but severely injured. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, he should be dead. And they come back at the end. It's like, oh, he's like a bandage around his head. Like, You're doing fine, see? Yeah. Um, yeah, but, like... <laughs> I just love, yeah, like their friendship. Because I would not, if you're watching these back when they came out, I feel like the last thing you'd expect is to become friends in this movie after they've been fighting for the past two movies. Right. The friendship feels pretty genuine, honestly. Like, yeah, it doesn't feel forced to me at all. So, and I'm I'm a sucker for enemies becoming friends. It's one of my favorite tropes in movies, and this is one of my favorite examples. And I just love the moment when Stallone or when Rocky is in the um is in the old gym and he just hits the speed bag and you just hear apollo's voice in the distance just go that's not the way you do it mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. just such a great moment yeah i love it this movie's like the avengers of the rocky universe i just love it you know it's like captain america and iron man you know just so for the for the kids that are listening of course <laughs> mm-hmm. well i love that you say together. that yeah i love that you say that and you make like a modern reference because when i watch this movie again i caught something that i never caught before when he's about to fight thunderlips yeah, Apollo, which is a badass name. 
Yes. Uh, <laughs> Mickey says, no one would do this much for charity. And Rocky goes, Bob Hope would. And I'm just like, haha, that's a reference I don't get because yeah. it's 2023. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know Bob Hope was a comedian, but. Right. You I know, know what's funny? About. I've been watching oddly before we prepped for this, like stuff like about like interviews of like Stallone and like the eighties and stuff like that. And like post Rocky and even when he's older and he like talk about why he did the Rocky movies and he references because of the seventies was such a dark time. And he loved movies in like the forties and fifties that were more uplifting of sorts. Mm -hmm. Obviously he wasn't watching the noir films, but like the, the more like musicals and stuff. And he said he wanted to make something that was uplifting to counteract the, the very like morally ambiguous seventies films, which I don't blame him for. And then it kind of ushered in like the kind of more optimistic eighties and like carefreeness of it. So like good on him. And you know, Rocky three, I feel like embodies that kind of mm -hmm. um, mentality more than even the first movie, the first one and the first two, why I love them so much. If you just watch them just back to back and nothing else, it's like a story of like hope and just taking a chance, you know, just being grateful for the the living in the moment, and the opportunity. But what I love about Rocky three, and I think it's my favorite is because it feels like when we watch Rocky one and two, I don't think as Rocky is this badass that can actually go out there and win. I don't feel like he's even a, a boxer. I feel like he's like this desperate guy who has to take a career path where he has to use his body to make a living. Yeah. And in Rocky three, and I love the training with, with Apollo, you finally, as an audience, get to see for the first time, you know, Rocky fulfilling a potential to be one of the best in his sport because, mm -hmm. like, the training he did was like it was limited to like what Mickey wanted to train him in and the limitations that Rocky had for himself. Because, like, remember in Rocky one and two, when he's doing his training montages, he's doing abnormal things, which we all love because it's iconic. But whenever he does his runs and his sprints, he looks freaking fast. Like, the kids are chasing after him and he sprints past them. He's, yeah. he's sprinting past their boat, you know, on the dock. But then in Rocky three, you realize this guy's not fast at all. He has like no speed, <laughs> like he's dragging yeah. ass and like, he's just so like behind, you know, it's like how the hell he beat Apollo is like still like dumbfounding, but like, <laughs> but you still see him train. He's he also, I think Stallone looks amazing in this movie in terms of like physique. I think this is his best look in terms of like style, his like fighting and like, obviously his drip is impeccable. I love the golden black. I think it looks awesome. <laughs> um, but like, <laughs> I just think you see a different type of Rocky than you see in the first two. You see like like a fill, fulfilling of potential type of Rocky that you never thought possible. And then, mm -hmm. of course, when you get to four, it just does feel kind of like supernatural to a point. But I feel like Rocky yeah. three, it feels like the peak of like his athleticism at his age, in which I think I've really gravitated the most on. It does feel like a prime Rocky um, of mm -hmm. sorts. I can't think of like any sort of comparison to it, maybe. It's more or less like... Um, uh, try to think i don't know this I, I can't think of like a prime like you know fictional character in like a peak physical form like this i don't know maybe like captain america and like i guess the winter soldier you know like you see him in the first movie and then you see the second one he's like oh this guy's completely badass or something like that you know mm -hmm. um, it feels something like that of sorts and i think that's why i like rocky three um because like you learn more about the character more than we've already known in two freaking movies which is in crazy it's a crazy thing to in franchises like you think about the fast and furious franchises like we know who these characters are like they can't like you know supersede the expectations we have for them already until you do yeah. like some sort of like writers you know like this plot device to make them feel like you know over the top um rocky three it feels natural you know he has this yeah He's gassing himself up or Mickey's been gassing him up for so long. And then he has like that trauma of like, oh, am I actually this good person? And then like, you know, external people come to his aid and make him fulfill his potential. 
I think that's what's really great about Rocky Three. Um, but yeah, it also makes me realize in Rocky Three more than any other movie of the of the franchise. Like, God, I'm out of shape. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm 26, yeah. and I don't think I'll be anywhere near as like in shape as that. <laughs> I don't. Oh, how yeah. old, Ken? Do you know how old Stallone was when he made this movie at this time? So I looked into it because I know in the first one he was about 30. So I think yep. in this one he was 35. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So I can this... still turn it around, baby. <laughs> yeah. That's why they said and... Rocky making a comeback at 35. The odds oh, okay. are against yeah, that's them, right. You know, that's right. Yeah. 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 It's like, oh, man. Yeah. Because athletes, you're in the mid 30s. It's like you might as well be like 75, it seems like. Seriously. Um, <laughs> uh, maybe a baseball player if you get it. But it's like uh, <laughs> the, those guys seem to hang on longer. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, He's it's so funny too. That's a big difference in one and two. I feel like one and two, he's in good shape, but three, he's like in insane shape. Three and four, he's like, like so crazy cut. I mean, in four, he's a bodybuilder. Yeah, that is right, not what right. a boxer looks like. <laughs> like, I don't think he's technically even a heavyweight in four. I think he's a like a like a lightweight because he's like he's always weird, rocky nerdism. But like, he's always hovered around the heavyweight two hundred pound mark. But he was always heavier in the first two. But in Rocky three, he pushes that. He's like two oh two or two oh one. And then I think mm-hmm. in Rocky Four he's like 199, 198 in terms of like oh, yeah. being a heavyweight. Um the announcers in Rocky Three are like, oh my God, he's they keep saying like he's cut so much weight, he must be down 20 pounds. Oh like, my god, I uh, love yeah. the announcers in Rocky <laughs> He looks 3 like a most. middleweight. Yeah, what's yeah. his name? Stu Stu something in Rocky Three. Like that announcer, the second fight. I love him. The first first <laughs> fight announcement in Rocky Three, I'm not a big fan of. Also, I love the announcer in Rocky Three with the crazy like mustache during the the Hulk oh, Hogan yeah. in Rocky. The Hulk Hogan fight. Yeah. 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 Um, I love that one. I love, I love his. I love he's like um at the end he's just like we'll see you next year thank God. <laughs> you know what's crazy in a in a post like WWE universe that we live in now like we know everything's scripted maybe even real sports is possibly scripted. There's my other like you know conspiracy theory. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nobody in this charity match knew what the hell was going on like in terms yeah. of like scriptedness. I'm like. So it was like Hulk Hogan just literally beating the crap out of Rocky and other people. And security and, guards. Yeah, and like committing like cr- actual crimes. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. like, my God, he could probably go to jail for the stuff he's doing. Here's like three <laughs> right. people in the crowd. Like, but no at the end, he acts like, Hulk Hogan acts like it was all scripted, like a wrestling thing where he turns mm-hmm. to him and was like, oh, you know, it was put on the show. It's like, you could talk about yeah. that before we do it. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like you could have let me know like, what was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> the wrestlers talk about what they're gonna do before they st- you know go do the match. It's like he's just like I'm gonna wing it, and then they tell everybody afterwards it's fine. Right, like, also, that's an insane sequence. I heard like, Hulk Hogan. Very... I heard Hulk yeah. Hogan with method in this movie. Like he actually said, "Hit me with a fucking chair too." Mm-hmm. Well, Stallone said apparently this was the that was the toughest fight he ever had to choreograph because. <laughs> Gravity is a lot harder to choreograph than throwing punches. <laughs> yeah, apparently he actually lifted Hulk Hogan up, but he said he couldn't. He couldn't like deadlift him. Hogan had to jump, like which <laughs> is what, he's like five I mean, ten at most, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like it, this really highlights how tiny Stallone is and how giant Hulk Hogan is. Because like, yeah. Hogan was like always a big guy, but he was always around other big guys. But then it's mm-hmm. like you see him just around normal human beings. You're like, <laughs> oh my god, he was a giant. Stallone is and Stallone is just eye eye level with his nipples there and. <laughs> It's great. I love at the end of it, they say this has been declared a draw. I'm like, it's a little charitable, Rocky, but yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he did lift him up and toss him. Yeah, how was what was the point scale to figure out who was going to be the winner? Was no one got pinned, no one got knocked out. Right. Right. I didn't really know what they were going to try to do. Like, was it? I was there. Pins involved? Was it punches? I don't know what was it. it was, yeah, it's a crazy sequence. I mean, it's it's ridiculous, but it's very fun. It's also, very fun I love sequence. how Cloverlink actually spent his hard-earned money to watch like 
Rocky suffer. That's my big thing about Fubber <laughs> Lang. Like throughout the opening montages, um, like he just pays willingly to see if Rocky's gonna lose or not. I don't know if that's like him like doing his research, if that's what boxers do, is like watch their mm-hmm. opponents. Uh, but like him to pay, pay a ticket to watch a celebrity match, I'm like, what are you gonna gain out of that? Like just, that's true. That's like, you true. know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The other uh, one, it's probably hard to get tape on guys at that time, so you had to go watch it happen. Uh, or, yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Also, I love that because uh, Matt said like for normal size people. So like my five foot five listeners out there, like my short boys, like you're a good, you're a good, you're a good hands right now. Like you're normal height. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh, god. Um, okay, so the big question is: it was I the tiger? Was that written for the movie, or was that just happened to have come out right before Rocky? 3? That I I googled this actually because I was. I, it is Thank God you did the, the research movie. for this episode. I did the I did research. It. Okay. Uh, I did because I was questioning. I was like, wait, did this happen to work out? And they worked in the movie, or no? Right. They, they wrote it for the movie. Is what I read. Oh, thank and, uh, God. Apollo wasn't... works it in the line about like you have I the tiger. Like it's like you just. Yeah. <laughs> and wasn't the original theme going to be "You're the Best Around," which eventually got used for the Karate Kid? Oh yeah. Uh... Yeah. Yep. Yeah. God. You're right. Yeah. Well, how can we get a shooting match where the Karate Kid fights Rocky? <laughs> I mean, both directed by John Abelson. So yeah. Oh, yeah. he loves go. those fighting Italians. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. So uh, I love how, like, in the beginning, we were talking about like how the beginning, like the first half of Rocky three is kind of like saying a farewell to like the more grounded first two movies, because like you get the stuff with like Mick and like him talking about like Rocky carrying him. I love the line where he's like, you can't feed clover. You haven't been hungry since you won the belt. And he's like, he'll knock you into tomorrow rock. You know, it's like very much like a la Rocky one or two Mickey quotes, um, which I have a few of them like, you know, framed on my, on my bedside too, you know, sleep for motivation when I wake up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but in, but then like after his passing and everything, first of all, the training montage or the training idea that Rocky had right before clubber for the first fight, stupidest idea I've ever thought. Like who, who said, <laughs> yeah, Rocky have an open gym training session. But then again, yeah. I guess that's what Apollo did in the first one. Um, so like, it didn't seem as populated though. No, it didn't. It, it looked like it was just press that was allowed to come in and take a few pictures, but no, he's got fans coming up buying merch and yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like this is a horrible idea, Rocky. Like you should even know better. This is not a good idea. Right, right. Like, that's my gripe. But like, it feels like that's like still part of like, you know, kissing goodbye to that old first two movies and that kind of mentality. And when Apollo does show up, like Ken said, like that's not how you punch it. It feels like that's kind of setting the setting like the tone for like what the rest of the franchise is going to be. It's going to be more like training montage, more like of its time, I guess, like that 80s vibe. You know, it feels like it's Miami Vice when they're training in L.A. It really does. <laughs> and uh, I, I kind of enjoy that. Like, it feels like you're getting two different movies into one. You know, it's like that's what I've really enjoyed. I feel like Rocky Four is very like very. How do I say this? That's to keep talking about four. It feels like a very downer movie, and then it becomes an uplifting movie, and like mm-hmm. near the end of the movie, you know, it's just like beat after beat, like it's such a downer. But like Rocky Three, there's always some sort of like weird optimism, and then you get like the downs, but like you're like, my boy's gonna come back up. Like I know Rocky's gonna turn it around. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I think this is one of like Talia Shire's like strongest performances in the entire yep. franchise too. Um, oh yeah. yeah, I feel like through from the beginning all the way to the end, you know, I feel like a lot of people, and I feel like it's the people who don't care as much about the rocket movies they just see it as like a f- cool like boxing movie franchise i feel like uh tally shire as adrian always gets a bad rap because like she's always in the background of the fighting she's always kind of pushing rocky to retire 
and always saying like, you can't win in Rocky four, you know, like the first two, like you don't have to prove anything to everyone, but it, you know, she's always kind of like looked out for Rocky when Rocky's <clears throat> looked out for himself. And especially in this yeah. one, she's looking out for his mental health. And yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. really important, especially in 2023. Um, Cause no one else was doing that. And I mean, everyone's looking out for his physical health, but Ro- Adrian is looking out for his mental health and, ch- and you know, not pushing him to retire. She wasn't even talking about his retirement, Rocky three, like she is in four. Um, but she's even saying like, we have all these things. We have these things you have to worry about. We need to worry about you and you need to worry about yourself. Mm-hmm. I love that in Rocky three, that oh, yeah. beach scene where they're confronting and talking to each other is one of the oh, best yeah. things of this entire franchise. It's a good scene. Yeah. I do and it's one scene. of the, it's really one of the first moments where, I mean, Adrian, like in the first movie, she has that moment where she finally stands up to Polly. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is like, <clears throat> excuse me, this is the first one where she like really has really great agency in her role yeah. and is able to like call him out and like kick his his ass into high gear. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I love how she says like, "I live with a fighter," you know. So she's like, "Yeah, I'm kind of He's like, like, how'd you get so tough?" Uh huh. <laughs> I love that. Um, and it, it just really like turns around. I think the montage of Rocky Three is just really great. Like, also, I just love like Apollo yelling at Rock. I, I don't know. Apollo's like my unofficial <laughs> favorite character in the entire franchise. You know, yeah, like, yeah. He just is like peak masculinity, or, or in terms of, like positive masculinity. You know, like he's a guy who's very charismatic, very you know proud of himself and like sure of himself. But he's also like very accepting of his faults and his shortcomings and wanting to help people. Even like you should like this guy kicked your ass and took everything away from you and publicly humiliated mm. you. But like you yeah. want to be friends with him and help him out and like build him and, up. Yeah. That's awesome. And it took <laughs> it took the second movie for him to sort of get humbled that way. Mm-hmm. But I do love in uh in the when Clubber and Rocky have the first fight when Apollo walks in and goes to shake Clubber's hand. And he's yeah. just like, get out of here, you has been. Um and then he goes to Rocky, he's just like, give everyone a present and drop this chump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and uh, and even a Rocky God, we can't stop talking about fucking Rocky Four. But like I love Rocky Four, <laughs> the biggest four. They're all for him. so great. Yeah, like the thing, like they go hand in hand, but like I love how he's always like, like I can, you know, I, I'm his biggest flaw is like he wants to be young and he's like, we're too young to retire. He says in Rocky three, and it's like, yeah, you should probably start hanging it up at some point, you know, and in Rocky <laughs> four, like this is his biggest flaw, but he still goes out like the same way he's always been, you know, he's never like changed himself or anybody else, which is like the flaw that Rocky had in Rocky three, like he's always building up to whatever the, the societal pressures he had on himself, which I think, um, I won't get to Creed, but like that's the one thing I've always kind of got annoyed with with Creed was the whole Adonis and Creed relationship. It kind of feels like it diminishes Apollo's sort of character in some way. But then again, it was the 70s and 80s. So it's like maybe, yeah. you know, free love and all that fun stuff. <laughs> um, I wouldn't know. I don't. I, I still don't know what relations with a woman's like in, in 2023. But um... <laughs> also, also, the Creed movies uh, never address. Apollo Creed has two other kids that we're never hearing anything about. No kidding, right? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> where are those kids at? I don't know. I, I thought Apollo was just like in a Nick Cannon situation where he has like lots of kids among different women that we don't know about. <laughs> like he's just got a lot of uh, a lot of kids running around. I, I couldn't tell. I, I can't know. wait for uh, the next uh, like subsequent series where it's called, just called Italian Stallion. It's about Rocky's illegitimate children as well. <laughs> That's the next <laughs> franchise move. Yeah. Or Polly's yeah, kids. Oh my like, god. Yeah. It's like the Palpatine yeah. thing in Star Wars, right? But it's with Polly instead. Like Polly actually had relations with women and had a kid that we didn't know about. What if it's what half if he... robot, half Polly? Yeah, oh my god. Too, damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
Sorry, Ken. I didn't know you were going to say It's like that. a time cop oh, kind of God. like spliced kind of action. Oh, dear God. Yeah. What, a, what a nightmare. Meanwhile, uh, meanwhile <laughs> Milo Ventimiglia is just like sitting in the background like, what the fuck is my life at this point? Oh, Milo. <laughs> what do I do? Um, you know, it's funny. Like, I know we could easily make fun of like the, the montage with like Rocky and Apollo and like everyone makes fun of like, oh, it's like two guys running on the beach and it's a lot of. Like it's just a lot of like glistening muscles and like uh, all that stuff, but like bro hug in the waves. Uh, yeah, like, what, you never hug your bro in the in in the ocean before. I, we should. Man, we do that yeah. all the time. Uh, I was gonna say, you can't live twenty minutes away from the. Ocean. I was gonna say, don't what you guys live like in the like near the coast? Like you guys should be hugging all the time. We guys are doing that this summer. Uh, <laughs> just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Got to get these but, bodies right. <laughs> I mean, it's we can make fun of it, but like I was this time, I was like, this is a really good example, of, like a really positive male friendship. Like, yeah, it's a really. Like right? good exa- good showing of that. Make all the jokes you want. I think mm-hmm. it's a very good friendship that came out of being enemies, then being friends. And it feels like I'm like I love these guys as friends. I, it makes it even sadder that Apollo dies in four. It's like oh, mm-hmm. it sucks. Mm-hmm. Poor Rocky. I was thinking like, man, this guy just loses everybody. Like it's Seriously. just like Mickey, Apollo, Adrian, eventually Adrian. Yeah, yeah. Paulie's still around though. <laughs> Paulie, the guy who looks like the guy who looks like he'd be dead. Like by like Rocky Five somehow is still kicking like around now. I like, feel like yeah. Paulie's kept around by Rocky to remind himself this is what I could have been if I wasn't who I am. Mm-hmm. I also think yeah. Paulie. I think Paulie just lives out for the spite of it. Also, <laughs> also, I just want to say I said we got to get our bodies right, but I forgot for for the lore of this episode of Inside the Sequel, we're, we are all we all have six packs. That's right. Sorry. Yeah, right. <laughs> we're we drinking beers packs, and having though. six packs. We, we, the six pack's not good enough, Ken. We want Apex. Exactly. We got to keep working. You got to get those two extra to pop. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So we, we get past the training and Rocky gets his ass beat. Obviously, there's <laughs> conditions to why he gets his ass beat. In my opinion, I feel like the Mickey stuff really did affect him yep. mentally. And I feel like that's a big thing in this movie. It's all about like the mental health and the, the mental strain that, you know, men go through or just like people in general go through. Um, and then when he gets, I love the part where, Apollo's training him and when he's fighting him and he's like, damn it, Rock, like do something. There is no tomorrow. I love when Rock yep. is like looking in the mirror and he's like just down in the dumps. Um, and then he eventually decides to turn around, like we said, with the Adrian stuff. And when he starts training, um, God, those montages are so freaking cool. Like, like the way Rocky trains, like what we've seen, especially like from like the first one to the third one, it's just insane. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, how much more one the budget of the movies have gotten into but two the the choreographing of this movie is insane yeah i love him and apollo doing like the oh sorry the the sort of choreograph like dance footwork mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah in the slow-mo like there's a lot of slow-mos in this movie a lot of slow-mo <laughs> but i, I like... but i love them like they they're they're like impactful slow-mos you know it's not like rocky's hits a punch and goes whoa i punched too fast and then it's a slow-mo where we run into each other to fall like in rocky 2 you know yeah. like a little melodramatic but i, I mean it. when cl- I, I can only imagine like of course you have to slow-mo clubber laying punching rocky i mean that guy's fucking throwing haymakers mm. the entire time like you know what i mean also love it every time when clubber throws a punch he just goes like he's grunting i watched it with <laughs> subtitles and every time clubber was punching it said male groaning male groaning the whole time like, yeah <laughs> It's like, I mean, and I was like, I could have picture Mr. T just uh, grunting the whole time. Also, I don't think Clubber Lang ever throws like a straight jab no. or a, no, it's <laughs> all hooks. Yeah. <laughs> I also like how his manager, the comparison of what's, who's in Rocky's corner and who's in Clubber's corner. I feel like these are just guys like he were, he was friends with and they just said, 
just kick his ass, just kill him. He's scared. Just beat him up. Like what like yeah. strategic <laughs> stuff is going through right. to Clubber? Yeah. Also, I love how Clubber trains all alone. He even says at the unveiling yeah. of Rocky's statues, I train alone, I work alone. Mm-hmm. And so your corner guys, do you just hire them just to come out for your fights and that's it? <laughs> Seems that way. Yeah. It was like he just trains in like his own like solo prison, Apartment, basically. Yeah. He makes his, probably calls like his iron prison and goes in there and locks himself in. <laughs> It's crazy Nobody how bothered me. it's crazy how toxic Clubber Lake is. Like <laughs> like how he forces his way into a title fight, like the the, the demasculating of Rocky. Cat calling Adrian. Yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. god. And just like the aggressive <laughs> shouting all the time. And like his his like his conspiracy theory, which is a key word of this entire podcast today, um, <laughs> is just like him say like the media doesn't want me to be like the champion because they can't handle me. And it's like you want a paper champion and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, I'm sure some people are like, yeah, you know what? Th- that is right. Like he's big kicking ass. Why isn't he champ? Um, <laughs> and stuff like that. I love his like his like that kind of like very, very aggressive opposition to the forefront. And I think if you put like a, I can't think of an actor that's so like cool, but like obviously very evil, like Mr. T is in this movie. Like he doesn't like take a break at any moment in this movie. No, like no, even the interviews, like I love his yeah. movement. His progression is like, I don't want anybody to fuck around with me. I want to just get my job done and be champ, like smashes even cameras. And I'm like, buddy, mm-hmm. are you going to pay for those at some point? Like, I think he just like <laughs> right. somebody's like livelihood. And then it's like when he's champion, he's like a little bit more calm, but he's still like very aggressive. Like everyone's afraid of him. He's like that king that nobody wanted to be king. And then you're like, yeah. oh, I guess I got to like serve him. <laughs> yeah. I So I read, and I'm not sure how true this is, but supposedly Mr. T took his mom to see this movie. Because I think, well, yeah, this was Mr. T's first movie. It says introducing Mr. T. Uh-huh. Because he was, yeah. did he even do 18 before this? Or was I looked at 18 was like the year after this. Okay. I thought it was okay. before this, but yeah. Okay. It's like his so, first thing, yeah. Yeah, so supposedly, again, I don't know how true this is. He took his mom to see this movie, and she like got mad at him and said, I didn't raise you to be this way. <laughs> and he's just like... Mom, it's it was acting. It's a movie, and she was just like, "I don't care." Yeah, I'm not gonna let anybody take what I got. I love that. I love that. Like that. I like. He's like Balboa is stupid. He runs right straight at you, or whatever, like that. And he's just like, which oh, is God. a legitimate criticism of his boxing. <laughs> like Ken Kapai, I know Ken yes. did some like training in boxing. Like I've always heard this criticism about uh, from real boxers or people is- that know the sport. Rocky's a terrible boxer because Rocky like is a terrible. No, no defense whatsoever. <laughs> no, he doesn't believe in defense. It's no, Ken, exactly. Ken's like me when I watch Yu Gi Oh and I criticize the Yu Gi Oh dueling on the anime. I'm like, that's oh. not how you duel in real life. Oh, Chris, I, I could, I could <laughs> oh, provide Jesus. the same insight there. Yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. So many times I'm like, that's not what that card does at all. Yeah, there you go. Hence the reason why I said I don't know what female touch is like because I play Yu Gi Oh. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, there's, I'm the same way, Matt. Yeah. There yeah, goes my, my whole marriage, marriage is a sham. Oh, yeah, your marriage is a sham. That was all a fake wedding. I never saw that woman again. <laughs> Matt's over here oh. with a six pack. He's like, he's like, I, I don't know what you guys are even talking about right now. I don't know. No, I was like, I know Pokemon cards, but not you. <laughs> oh gosh, why you got to be cooler than us? Stop. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Talk about Beyblade. <laughs> Bro, put that arena away. We don't. Nobody wants to see that right now. <laughs> Um, so we talk about like, you know, what's funny. Cause if you think about it, Paulie, you know, what does Rocky say? Paulie, you're like a crazy brother to me and stuff like that, which is funny. Cause he's mm-hmm. with his sister. Uh, <laughs> but but it, it makes sense because like Paulie is like that crazy brother. You're kind of embarrassed of, but you always have to carry around with you like the mm-hmm. baggage. But then it's like Apollo ends up being kind of like that brother that's supportive, like the good kind of brother 
that becomes that of Apollo with Rocky. Um, and I love the part where once they get to the training and they get to that final fight and Apollo like says, Hey, real quick, let me give you my trunks, you know, and Paul Rocky's mm-hmm. like, Whoa, like, Whoa, hold on. You know? <laughs> whoa, bro. Yeah, it's like, I can't be wearing this. Um, I love that because like, it's, I don't know, like, I, yeah, I like the gold and, and black. Cause I feel like that kind of shows like Rocky's in his prime. He can afford, you know, these colors besides just like the red and white trim that he's been wearing the last two movies. Um, and then it's like the iconic look of Rocky is like the red, white, and blue, mm-hmm. you know, trunks he wears that people think is just in four, but he wears them in three. People forget that. But it's also because yeah. it's like it's showing the the completion of like their friendship is like they're almost like symbiotic in a way. Like Rocky now, after this point now in the rest of the franchise, fights just like Apollo did, you know. Yeah. And I think that's really cool that this movie kind of bridges these t- two type of like worlds together. Um I don't know. I just really like it. I just get goosebumps when I think about it because, like, I think Apollo Creed is probably the best character in the entire franchise, in my opinion. I just really love Carl Weathers. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I like that moment. Again, this movie is like campy at some sprinkled moments, and then you get like some really cool, like, oh, bro, really? Yeah. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, it's it's like Matt said. It's got one foot in the grounded reality that keeps the emotion, but then another foot in the over the top action. Hmm. Hmm. Here's my Which thing is though. Why it's my favorite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's got everything. Right. <laughs> also, the you know, the little things that the Rocky franchise does. Like you get Stu as like the announcer for like the Rocky fights, all the way from the first one and, and you know, through on. Um, the announcers, like the announcer in the first Apollo or first um Clay, uh, Ro- Clubber versus Rocky fight. I don't like that announcer, but the announcer they bring in for the second fight between Rocky and, and Clubber was the same announcer i think in rocky 2 as well and yeah. it's like yeah like i like this guy like i feel like when mm-hmm. i see this guy rocky's gonna kick some ass right yeah exactly and then in rocky 4 <laughs> they get a guy who looks similar to him but speaks russian the whole time yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um let's see i try to think what else like more other than like when the fight does happen okay seriously when sylvester still <laughs> or rocky like pulls out of that corner and just like gets the fight going that fight is fast. It's like it's like less than twenty minutes, but yeah, like, it, like yeah. you don't, it doesn't skip anything. Like it's just like hankering away, just punch, punch, punch. It's like, you know, did Ro- did Stallone just do like all the choreograph like for it? Because like you know, at the end of the fight, they say Rocky looks exhausted and everything like that. And it's like, yeah, like if I was an actor, I'd be fucking t- tired now. I'm getting tired watching the fight <laughs> because he's yeah. moving so fast. He's like burning so much steam. It's like, jeez. Mm-hmm. Did, can you say I hear it's four after we start recording that uh, this is the only Rocky movie besides five that shows the whole fight in its yeah. entirety mm-hmm. shows okay. the whole fight yeah, yeah. it's not broken up into a montage exactly which I kind of was annoyed with because like you skip you get skipped through a bunch of the rounds in the first two movies you know mm-hmm. but I think it is that added maybe to the drama of like this is going to be a long fight where there's yeah. like a lot of back and forth you can't really tell who's going to win yeah whereas in this one um you hear Apollo say when they're looking over the fight, they're like, we got to take him out quick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which they actually do, which I liked is like, okay, they followed up on that thing they said earlier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a good, it is a fast fight. I was looking at like, you know, the time I was like, wow, they don't have a lot of time left. We're not even at the fight yet. Cause mm-hmm. I forget how fast the, the final fight goes, but I mean, it's okay. Cause I mean, if that, if it goes three rounds, like it doesn't take that long. Cause so, you know, yeah. like it's, it, they don't all, all most, I don't think most can probably tell me again, most boxing matches probably don't go the full, 12 rounds or whatever like i can't imagine i mean I it, it, it i've varies. never actually seen a yeah like i've actually never watched an entire 
like boxing match not even like the floyd mayweather stuff like I i'm like know. no expert yeah i i think one time like 10 years ago we all paid to watch that mayweather pacquiao fight everyone was uh, talking about and we were all like super bored because we were like wait this i think i was like this isn't like rocky because <laughs> i don't I've watched boxing so the thing i said earlier two seconds ago was wrong i don't know people but like because yeah mayweather's like a boxer that plays a lot of defense yeah so it's not super exciting to watch it's smart for him but it's not yeah, like, exactly. super exciting Listen, think, like, people, it's not a movie boxing match. Yeah. A lot of people talk trash about um about Floyd Money Mayweather. I still think he's possibly. I mean, Muhammad Ali. A lot of people view as the goat, but in my lifetime, I still think Mayweather is probably the best. But anyways, but that's I mean, that's going it, into reality. I mean, speaking of Mason Line Dixon earlier, isn't he supposed to be like the Floyd Mayweather <clears throat> of this universe in a sort of way, like the commercialization of the boxing sport? Yeah. Pretty- yeah. I remember no, when but, um, I remember oh. when EA, EA Sports in the in the video game franchises they used to have like the fight night or the fight or like the boxing video games like the legitimate boxing games. Oh yeah, and yeah. you could yeah. like plays like Muhammad Ali and like Mike Tyson and like all these other like legitimate and then Rocky Marciano and um, mm-hmm. uh, who is it that uh, Robert De Niro portrays in Raging Bull? Um, drunk alcohol. Oh, Jake Lamada. Jake Lamada. You yeah, know, yeah, which yeah. ironically I always chose him. That's my toxic trait. You know, obviously <laughs> when I would play those games, I would always be Jake Lamada. Uh, but I always thought that was really cool, and I learned more about the sport of boxing playing those video games than actually watching it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll say I'll just say this. So Matt, you were saying a lot of fights don't go the full rounds. That's actually because in reality, not the Rocky Universe, and especially now that we know more mm-hmm. a ref is much more quick to like just stop the fight and because the ref's job is ultimately is to be like hey this guy can no longer defend himself i'm stopping this oh and yeah that's yeah. what happened and that's what happened with uh mayweather and mcgregor eventually the ref it was like the 10th round and he was just like okay connor can no longer defend himself i'm calling this whereas <laughs> in the rocky movies no one's like, stopping anything <laughs> like not to the death. punches to the face <laughs> And then the ref is just like, all right, he's still on his two feet. I, I'll watch this. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to let it go and see what happens. He might die, but I'm not stopping this. <laughs> yeah, well, if he dies, yeah. he dies. There you go. Another oh, Rocky Four reference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's great. Um, That's good to know. Good rule, like actual boxing inside you. That's actually really good. Um. <laughs> So I love, like, I don't know, is there, a, is there like, a, what is it called? Like, if you do something, then, like, there's a, like, if you lose the the belt, if you're the champion, do you automatically get the right to refute and, re, and like, do a rematch for the belt? You oh, that's know? a good question. Because, like, I was going to ask like him this. I don't know. <laughs> the only reason Rocky fought Apollo a second time after he lost was because Apollo wanted that rematch. But, like, Rocky, I felt like, wanted the rematch more than Clubber. And was it Clubber just like, yeah, fuck it, I'll beat his ass a second time? Or was it like no, no, no? Because he was the ex champion, he can like, you know, fight again. And then going back into Rocky Four, the fight was just—is it an exhibition match essentially? It was like a fight for pride. The belt wasn't the heavyweight belt wasn't even like on the line for it, which mm-hmm. probably would have added to the drama if it actually was. But uh, uh, I always was curious about that with the Rocky branch because it, it just never seemed like that. And the same like with Mason, the line decks and a Rocky. <coughs> ball, there was like, oh, it's not for the actual belt. I don't think. Yeah, I, I don't know as much about like the whole title or like how and when you schedule a fight. I just know the mechanics of how. Oh. Goes. Yeah, I mean, it's he essentially like... Ken essentially just knows how to kick our ass in a boxing ring. Yeah. Is what he's saying. <laughs> I it seems like one of two things happen. It's like either you you're the champion and you lose and you get like an automatic rematch, or you go to like the back of the line, uh, and yeah. of challengers. And then it seems they have to like the 
champ has to want to fight you again is what it seems like. Mm -hmm. But I don't know either. Like, it seems like based off of UFC, which I feel like I hear more about than boxing these days. Like, it seems like if a UFC fight is like really close, like it's like by decision or something, then they're more prone to have a rematch. But if it's like a first round knockout, I feel like that guy who lost is just like you're back of the line. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. maybe I don't know. We're not. I guess we're not sports guys. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. But yeah, just like that last fight, because he gets to watch it all entirely. I always have gotten annoyed the older I get with the Rocky movies. Like I want to see the fighting. You like you go through an hour sometimes, especially the first two is get to almost an hour and a half of a movie that's building up to a fight. I want to see the damn fight. You know, Mm -hmm. is it just Uh, me? Does it feel like the Creed movies have gotten better about showing the fights? Yeah. And I think, I mean, they still montage through. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's just like with, you know, better camera work that's that, allowed yeah. it to feel like, especially in Rocky two or Creed two, man, like the work in that movie looks freaking awesome when he's fighting. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm almost yeah. in the freaking ring um, with the POV. <laughs> oh, yeah. The POV oh, shots. Yeah. Of and they apparently them. shot Creed three, like an IMAX. And I saw something before <laughs> a movie I saw where Michael B. Jordan was like, Oh, we shot these in IMAX. They're going to be like the most realistic looking fights ever or something crazy. It was like, Oh, okay. Uh, so <laughs> I guess, yeah, the technology's gotten better to shoot fights uh, in different ways, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'd rather see more of the fight. I'm like you, Chris, than kind of flying past them in a montage. So, right. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when the fight, you know, happens, it, the movie like ends with him kind of like on top. I, I am curious was it the studio that forced the hand for a Rocky four? Because I feel like Rocky three, I mean, yeah, Rocky two could have edited it perfectly. And it's just like a back, you know, one, one, two punch kind of movie, but Rocky three, if you got a trilogy, that's pretty good in the 1980s, you know, to get a trilogy mm. of films and like three wraps up <laughs> things perfectly. Um, but then there's four and then five in the nineties, you know, four felt like it was a little bit, uh, you know, long. Uh, was it was four 1984, 85. I think 86. Uh, 86 or three years after. So it was the longest well, in between. I could be wrong. Let me double check that. Go but, on. No, it is. It is 85. This is 82. Okay. And then it's 85. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's a big gap yep. between five and, or four and five. Cause it's like five year gap to 1990, I think is Rocky yeah. five. Was it yeah. 90 or 92? It was Rocky, 90. Was it 90? Okay. okay. Yeah. I, and I apparently, mean, I, I, yeah. And apparently they did spend all that time in Russia because when he comes back, his kid has grown five years. That's the thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, these kept making money. And it's funny because Rocky 3 did well. It made a lot of, but four made a shit ton of money. Like, <laughs> that's the no best grossing one, right? Yeah. It made $300 million, which I, I was curious how much that was in today's money. That's almost $900 million. Rocky Four almost made a billion dollars. Avatar better look out if another Rocky right. movie had to came out then. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's insane. It's it's crazy like how much anti-Russian propaganda there was in the US for um, people to go support that movie. <laughs> they were like, yeah, end the Cold War, Rocky. You can do it. Sylvester <laughs> Stallone single-handedly ended the Cold War. Uh... Also, another funny thing about Rocky Four is apparently um when the announcer when rocky's like given that uh heartfelt uh, soliloquy yeah. when the <laughs> announcer is like translating apparently he's just speaking bullshit because rocky will like give like two or three senses and the guy's just like and like that's it <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh yeah right before, yeah it subvert it, it, what is it what is that term it subverts expectations right like that's the big mm-hmm. thing it, i actually ranking for if anything's more of an art house film that we give it credit for in hindsight <laughs> yeah. uh rocky three uh, uh i don't know I, I think we've talked about it enough it's, it's definitely like the movie where 
if I want to watch a Rocky movie and I don't want to sit for two hours and watch like the drama of Rocky, you know, I don't know when I watch Rocky two and I think it's no, it's not a fault of Rocky two. I actually really enjoy Rocky two. Hence why it's my second favorite. Um, I feel like I can't watch without ro- watching Rocky one. Cause it's so seamless. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. But yeah. Rocky three feels like that perfect separation from the first, but still is the heart of those first two movies while also having like mm-hmm. the fun of what the franchise is going to bring later on anyway. Um, so I got to give it credit because it did that without actually knowing if there were going to be more movies after that. Yeah. 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 I, I love it. I don't know what I'll say either. I'm like, I just, I love Rocky three. I made my claim. It's my favorite. So mm-hmm. has like, it always, so, so you said Matt, it was like, you know, built up on rewatches. Like, so did you grow up watching those Rocky movies? You and Ken, like, did you like to like watch them I, a lot? Like I remember watching <laughs> Rocky and not being as interested when I was like growing up until I was like forced to sit down and watch them. And then I was like, wow, these movies are actually really cool. You know what I mean? I think maybe I won't speak too much more. I think Ken did. I, like I said, I, I didn't see him until like 10 years ago on Netflix and they all just popped on, like the whole series popped on. Mm-hmm. And I said, I should probably finally watch these. And I'm kind of glad I did watch them as an adult because I feel like, especially like the first one, I feel like I wouldn't have the patience for when I was younger because yeah. it's like a little slower. But um, mm-hmm. watching literally the one through five, because I don't even know if Babo was on it. Maybe Babo was on it too. But watching that whole series really close together, um, I felt like even then three and four like popped as my favorites. <laughs> this is what <laughs> I gravitate towards is like ridiculous over the top type stuff like that. And uh like keep the reality. I'll take the ridiculous, like over the top <laughs> Rocky stuff. Um, and, but I do remember being super shocked about Rocky two at that time. Cause I never heard anyone talk about Rocky two. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, I was like, Oh, we're doing the same thing. This should be boring. But like, I feel like I liked Rocky two almost as much as one. And I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, but three, three, even then when I first watched the whole series was my favorite and still, it still is on the rewatch. I was like, yeah, this is everything I want in a Rocky movie. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Ken. Uh, <laughs> I know you love one. <laughs> They're very, very far apart. Uh, well, I'll tell you, when I was a kid, because I first saw the Rocky movies when I was 12 years old, and this was, yeah, 2005, because I think they started playing them on TV more because Rocky Balboa was coming out in 2006. Oh, yep, yeah. yep. <laughs> and so I was 12 years old watching the Rocky movies, and I just fell in love with them. When I was a kid, Rocky Four was my favorite because it's the most over-the-top insane one. Yeah. But, you know, growing up with it and uh, everything and just watching them all over and over as an adult, yeah, the first one has grown to be my favorite. Yeah, it's it's one of those franchises. That I think people almost forget about like how many there are and like how mm-hmm. accessible of a money maker it is. Because those Creed movies yeah. have made money too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I remember when Creed yeah. One was coming out, people were like, "Oh my gosh, they're literally milking what they can from this franchise that's been dormant." But it's like, no, like these are pretty good on their own. And you know, mm-hmm. when I watch the Rocky movies now, especially twenty twenty three, right. I think about Stallone in that situation where like he doesn't technically own the rights to the character of Rocky mm. um, and like the whole legalization of oh, all that yeah. uh, the legality, excuse me. And um, also like you think about like all the work he'd put in, he was a writer, he was helping producing, he was putting money towards all these movies. He was getting in shape for these roles and stuff like that. And uh, you know, he never got like, I felt like an appreciate, he got an Oscar for best picture, obviously. Um, but I don't feel like we still properly, rewarded him for rocky i mean sure he made a lot of money off him but he got that nomination in creed finally for like a supporting uh, he should have won matt Matt and i were both infuriated when he (laughs) didn't win because he won the golden globe he won the critics choice award i think Mm -hmm. naturally you're supposed to win the oscar from there and and now that i've seen bridge of spies with mark (laughs) riley i can i can like really officially say i still think 
Stallone should have won. Even though I think Mark, Mark, yeah, Mark Rylance is really good at British Spies, I'm still like, nope, Stallone should have gotten God, it for free. Spielberg they... movies, man, they're ruining cinema for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, yeah, I feel like, uh, I, I feel like that was a weird thing with the Academy being like too, uh, like. A snooty for their own good where they're like we're not mm-hmm. gonna reward Stallone he's a mainstream you know actor and but you know I thought there was something there kind of like that where it's like we're not gonna give him the Oscar I don't mm-hmm. know um still bothers me he should have won he really yeah. should have won <laughs> yeah that's yeah. what the thing is it's like I think people forget like just how universal this just like the franchise as a whole it really is I don't know I feel yeah. like again I feel like Rocky <clears throat> in a way kind of gets like the Sandlot treatment or like you know where it's like oh you know, that's just childhood nostalgia. They age bad. They're not as good. But like you go watch, you go back and watch them. Like they still are good. I still love enjoying like the Sandlot. Yeah. You go back and watch the Rocky movies. Sure, they're a little cheesy. You know, sometimes like the things are over the top, but like they're still really good movies. Like even like think about like in terms of franchises of movies that have like more than three, how much of like the production of the value or like the rewatchability of them kind of diminish and they don't, and they're just so far removed from the original. I feel like those Rocky movies just don't skip a beat. You know, I know what I mean? they, yeah. they never let you down. And I mean, like again, even yeah, like even though Rocky Five is like my least favorite, I mean, I mean, I'll still watch Rocky fucking whoop Tommy Gunn. Like I'll still yeah. watch that. Tommy the Machine <laughs> exactly. Gun is one of the most badass names ever. Yeah, that, yeah. that is a great name. Yeah. <laughs> they're all they're all incredibly formulaic, but they never let you down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, like one of my most you know pause movies growing up as an adolescent was obviously Rocky Five with the with the drawing that his kid right right was was that just me or was that all of us too? Yeah, I, I mean, trying to I catch know, my in four K right now. <laughs> Again, I didn't see five till I was like in my twenties. So I, I know. think as a child for me, it was more Titanic and the drawing oh. scene. Oh, Titanic was a big deal. Yeah. I mean, that was. I don't know how they got away with that P thirteen. Yeah, I have no idea. You know why? It's because the studio likes James Cameron and they broke their own rule. I mean, yeah, I love James Cameron too. Like, keep him coming with those Avatar movies, James. <laughs> <laughs> why are we giving money to steven spielberg or whatever the fableman movie i mean give me more fucking avatar for god's sakes i just uh, love I how this podcast is just both. steven spielberg slander <laughs> i'm still here for it so fun i'm doing a big spielberg podcast in like two weeks too uh, <laughs> yeah man haven't you been trying to catch up and watch every single spielberg movie that's out there that i haven't seen yeah yeah we talk about like you know people who like sports movies like the blind side and something like that. people who love war movies are going to reference like saving private ryan and like band of brothers like these spielberg stuff like nobody actually likes these movies they just like the war stuff because they're gross individuals who like to see people die on screen right <laughs> Oh my what? god, I can't believe I said that. I'm sorry. Oh my god. I was like, oh, that's a bait. I'm sorry. Oh man, I don't know how to even respond. I was like, I like that movie. Am I gross? Uh, no. <laughs> oh no. It's weird god. though, but it is weird though. It's a weird segment, but like it feels like there's some movies that just go with an audience more for like weird reasons. Like people love Saving Private Ryan, but like that's a long and emotionally draining movie. But I feel like oh, a lot yeah. of people like it because of that opening. And it's a very hard watch opening. Like I remember, I it's not a movie I want to rewatch a bunch. I put it with like his Schindler's List, great movie. I don't want to watch Schindler's List right. like every month. Like right. they're both really hard watches in their own ways. Like, but I feel like the um, traditional like Jim Bro or like you know something like that. Like oh, I love Saving Private Ryan. I love that opening. It's crazy. And it's like okay, you play Call of Duty a little too much. I think yeah, yeah. you know. Well, or for me, like dads can watch Saving Private Ryan over and over again. They just <laughs> right. Or it's like I love like Forrest Gump, man. Like that movie's really good. It's like you know, it's just so emotional. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> like this happened. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, for me, a, a lot of the time, it's also with a lot of people sort of 
going in another direction is these people who will like watch movies where it's just like you're missing the point if you idolize them like scarface and, oh and, yeah 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 and also like yeah scarface is an example and also apparently there are like really racist dudes who love american history x it's like did you not finish the movie yeah <laughs> he is yeah, not part, that, edward norton is not the part of the sigma movie i just want to let you know that there <laughs> no ed norton is a great man <laughs> oh I'm, um, I'm, yeah the, yeah the weird yeah the american history x thing totally the mission to point thing yeah it's also like yeah. the people were like i really want like a a subversive like grounded in reality like star wars movie from the perspective of stormtroopers and being part of the empire and i'm like you what? want a movie about like space nazis and like sympathizing with them <laughs> the fuck? yeah <laughs> anyway but yes anything else boys on rocky three that you want to talk about <laughs> Uh, not that I could think of. I I've made my case for being my favorite, so yeah, I'm gonna stand by it. Stand also, by I love it. all the product placement in this one. It was just like you know, I I wish more movies weren't so like t- cheeky about their product placement. Movies like, oops, like oh, we got like this little vending machine that has like our product placement or like this. Oh car. yeah, yeah. You know, looking, at looking at you, looking at you, Man of Steel. Yeah, <laughs> there you oh, go. Oh yeah, I was serious. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Rocky Three's like you know, here you go, son of a bitch. We got all, we got Discover Card, we got the Muppets, we got all this fun <laughs> yeah. stuff. They're like, hey, like, if we can have him doing commercials, then it fits in perfectly. Right, and I'm like, there you, you know what? Hell yeah. Also, Rocky- I have made the case. It takes me more out of a movie. Not the case me out, when they use fake products that don't exist. But like, if these right. products exist in our world, there is there is sometimes when it's too out of it. When they're like, I'm going to call you on my uh you know samsung telephone or like they, they like it's too it's too ridiculous yeah. but just seeing but just seeing real brands i see in the real world does not bother me like if like they if really called too much attention to yeah mm-hmm. they don't lay it on too thick but like yeah it's like it's never that much i love the wayne's world whole product placement oh i yeah. will not bow down to any sponsor any corporate sponsor it's yes. like yeah <laughs> i'm waiting for a wayne's world like three kind of like we got with bill and ted you know, oh, that'd that be would great. be great. Like a legacy movie. Surprise that has not happened, but it might just yeah. be sad at this point because they're both like pretty old. <laughs> like, yeah. like... <laughs> also, I mean, I know he showed up for Bohemian Rhapsody, but I feel like uh, Mike Myers. It's so funny to me how like Mike Myers like did the Love Guru and Hollywood was just like okay, no more movies for this guy. But <laughs> yeah, Adam Sandler can like movie. keep making shitty movies, but that's because it's his own production company, I guess. Well, yeah, no, it's like, because we might Adam, let you voice Shrek. Adam yeah. sign, Adam Sandler like signed an exclusive deal with Netflix where they're gonna produce anything he wants to, and like none of his oh. movies go to theaters; they just go straight to Netflix. And he's just also, like get paid buttloads for it, and he said, "Ha ha." Also, Matt, did... <laughs> not a bad idea. Yeah. Also, Matt, didn't you say like there was some meme you saw or something where it was just like it was about Adam Sandler? It's just like keep making shitty movies, get a lot of money, weirdly make one movie where you're a really good actor, right? Go back to making a shitty movie. Yeah. Wait, what's the movie that he's good in? It's not Hubie Halloween. Oh. <laughs> I mean... A fun movie. Uh, no, but he's—I mean, Uncut Gems. Oh uh, punch, my god! Punch yeah. Drunk Love. I know, Chris has you have a thing with like Uncut Gems, right? Uh, yeah, it's Unrefined Gems. <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah, I love the movie. He's punch Drunk uh, Love. He's good in that. I uh, I think he's great on Kid Champs. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Chris. <laughs> wait, was that new up, basketball but... movie he's in? Was oh, that... Hustle. He was good in Hustle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I thought That's that not was as like serious. Oh. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Like it's still it's a good movie. It was a, it was a good <laughs> yeah. little movie. But plus uh, he just loves basketball. I, yeah. I I at this point I respect that like he just is like I'm gonna go make I'm gonna go off some nice location like Hawaii or and somewhere. So he can hang out with his friends, right? He takes a vacation like with his friends, it gets paid for it, and they make a movie. Like I, you know what? At this point, I can't even get mad at the guy. It's yeah, I can only admire it at this point. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I can't uh, wait for the like the next like um like uh what is it called? It's basically like the ex- like the Expendables like uh 
oh, what is it called? Like the ankle. It's like, we're going to get a bunch of like my old friends from the 80s who are just going to make an over the top 80s movie in the 2010s, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was my yeah. big thing. It was like in the Expendables, which I can't wait to cover at some point in this the podcast. It's like, I always remember when those movies were coming out in the next sequels, it was like, oh, who's the next 80s action star that they totally forgot about that they're going to add on to this list of like 20 other guys. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, um, you know what? On the top, since we got on the topic of Adam Sandler, What's the better Carl Weathers role, Apollo Creed or Chubbs from Happy Gilmore? Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, I love him. I love him Happy Gilmore, but it's got to be, it's got to be Apollo. Oh, I was gonna yeah, say, absolutely. I was gonna say, isn't it in Predator? Obviously, you know. Oh, Dylan. I mean, oh, it's great Predator. Yeah, yeah. God. Uh, um, well, Chris, if I can, one last thing I do want to say about Rocky Three that just makes—it's a little moment that just makes me laugh whenever I see it—is uh, when he's having that second fight with Clubber, and you just see the trainer Duke like. Oh. Like hits him and Duke is just like, no! <laughs> oh, yeah. Duke oh, is an unsung hero of the yes. Rocky franchise. He's so underrated. He and is. he's great I in four that. when he comes back in four. Oh, man. He's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. I love him in Balboa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I remember I saw him in a movie that wasn't in the Rocky franchise and I was like, Tony from Rocky. Was it the Shining? A... Yes. It was Machete. Wait, no. No, no, the no sh- it wasn't. The Shining. No. The Shining. Not... I said. The Shining. Oh, he is he the. Yes, Gatman yeah. Brothers calls him on the radio. Yes, no, he's was... the guy with the plow. Yeah, that's oh, what it was. Yeah. I recently rewatched it when I watched um, Doctor Sleep for the first time this past October. So that was like, yeah, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Good pull. Mm-hmm. See, Ken, Ken knows more about movies than us. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> he knows stuff. Not, yeah. Not necessarily. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't no. like uncut gems, right? So that's good. Well, well, oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> <laughs> We both like Uncut Gems, Chris. I'm oh sorry. Jeez. Oh, okay. You see, this is why nobody comes to the podcast. It's that one hot take. <laughs> I'm blacklisted. Anyway, boys, <laughs> thank you for coming on to the podcast and talking about Rocky Three. Subsequently, the franchise in four. Uh, um, uh, but before you guys let you go, like, where can people find your the, the podcast? What what is going to be the next thing that's going to be coming up on the on Film Feast? Um, I, I'm excited to hear what, what's coming, what's cooking on the film podcast. <laughs> uh, well, when do you know when about when this will come out? Uh, probably in the next week or so. Okay, okay. Then uh, I just did an episode that'll be out already with uh, Preston Mitchell, uh, everybody's friend Preston, and uh, we did Inside Man, the Spike Lee movie. Oh, that's a good talked one. About it is, it's really good. And we talked about a bunch of Spike Lee movies. So it's a very long episode, but we went off on all these. I'm excited. I love Spike, Spike Lee. Lee. Oh, I love him great. too. Spike mm-hmm. Lee, his uh, the other films, his career. Um, I'm doing a uh, Spielberg thing soon uh, that I won't say too much about, but. Yeah, please uh, don't. I don't. I, don't okay. just, just <laughs> I know. I know. You're not interested. So that doesn't matter. But Spike uh, Lee, I, I'm going to be, I will let you know with the Spike Lee episode. I will be writing okay. down everything. And if I don't hear things I agree with, I will be tweeting out. <laughs> things about it i'm just kidding Man, I, you know i've got i've got people lined up i i, I don't know i got some episodes, i got stuff lined up i feel like i i say like holidays i got a little like i was off schedule a little bit took some breaks but but i feel like i'm back on track there should mm-hmm. be new episodes every mm-hmm. monday got mm-hmm. some good stuff uh, happening so okay um yeah yeah and you can follow the podcast on twitter at film feast pod you can follow me on twitter at maplet 87 follow me in the podcast on instagram at film feast um and yeah it's anywhere you get podcasts you'll find it i'm curious what's going to happen to film feast and i guess inside the sequel when twitter de- eventually you know falls under whatever the hell's going on with elon musk like what's going to happen it's a great question chris yeah. i ask myself all the time i'll have to go like <laughs> i'll have to go back to like myspace or something right, right. also don't forget to plug the patreon because like aren't you 
collecting funds from your subscribers to pay for the blue check mark on Twitter like everyone else? <laughs> Not yet. That's when oh, I get really okay. desperate. Gotcha. I get really desperate for doing that. Yeah. I'm considering it too, so look out for it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but man, yeah. Well, I will say also before uh, I thank you again for inviting us on. This was so much yes. fun. I when I watched the movie again, I was like, this is a, a good time. And I, I was excited to talk about it with you. So <laughs> it's always fun talking to you. So I'm glad I was, uh, I was hoping for more of an high, uh, high conversation, but I was like, no, it's not. This is inside the sequel. And this is Rocky three. This is gonna be a good ass time, <laughs> but <laughs> we could still talk about intelligent stuff for like, you know, the cobwebs listeners of the world and stuff like that, you know, right. I Daniel's just... on a break. They need us. They need us right now. He's like, you know. <laughs> we're literally carrying the, the, the Twitter podcast verse right now. Right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Ken, where can people find you, and 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 what what's next for Ken Walker, Texas Ranger? Uh, I don't know. You'll you'll hear me on someone's podcast at some point. I'm, when are I'm, you going to change your Twitter handle to Ken Walker, Texas? Ranger? Doesn't even have Twitter. Yeah, I don't have there Twitter. you go. Now, dude, you can get a blue check mark now. This is the perfect time. Yeah, know? get on and get a blue check mark. Yeah, you yeah, out. You get think you're the real Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> Just put Chuck Norris's face on. I would love that. If yeah. Ken started like a Walker, Texas Ranger Twitter, but it's like people are confused that it gets like actually associated with the show it's just right. like, yeah it'll be good for my subscriber following when they see that yeah no um <laughs> i'm on like no social media i actually even dropped facebook from my phone like it's still there but i don't have it on my phone um <laughs> no um you'll hear me on someone's podcast i'm sure Good. Well, I'm excited to see if you're going to be on Film Feast again for something else that's cooking because uh, I really enjoy those when you do collab. Just like, all right, let's oh, just let's just do an episode. <laughs> let's just talk about something. Right. That's usually thank how you. it goes thank, with us. Yeah. yeah. Like, and thank you for having me on. It, no, it's been a pleasure. No problem. Yeah. Thank you too for going out and making time for this. Um, for those who are listening, please listen into the episode with Nathan Jones and I where we talk about Brian and the boss and somewhat about Stone Cold. And then um, not the wrestler. <laughs> uh, uh, weird. I did two episodes this month where it's also about ex wwe wrestlers that's that's crazy how that worked oh, out yeah. uh <laughs> but um but yeah if you're new to the podcast follow us on twitter at sequel pod email the show at sequel pod at gmail.com don't forget to check us out we're on spotify itunes check out inside the sequel.com as well for our website um don't forget to check out the youtube channel as well at hertastic reviews where we talk about you know sigma films and bullshit and do you know hop toys on boxing sets this point we're getting desperate uh so but check us out there at hertastic reviews as well um, and if you remember, if you are not binge watching the Rocky films again in shape, do you really care about cinema? Other than that, we'll see you.